I'm going to have a few brethren sharing with us, leading us in sessions of prayer as the Lord will uh, lead them. But before they start, I would like us just to reflect over a few passages in the Bible. The first one is uh, John chapter 5. John, the gospel of John chapter 5. Are we all there? Praise the Lord. Are we all there? Now, I'm aware that each one of us has got some things that we set out at the beginning of this year to present before God, and we have been praying over them. Some of them have been answered. I have said here before, some people are on the second page, others on the third page, Others are still on the first page, ticking off one item after the other. But I am sure that God is still at work. Praise the Lord. God is still in control and is going to bless you in accordance with his riches in glory. John chapter 5. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there was in Jerusalem near the ship gate a pool which in Aramaic is called Petsda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed, the discouraged, the sick, those in need, those that are terrorized in their place of work, those with family problems. Are we resonating with those things? Praise the Lord. That is not in the Bible. I'm just adding what is there today in our contemporary world today. Praise the Lord. That there are many of us who are at such a point. And all these people, all these people who are waiting for somebody to attend to their needs. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years waiting for a solution. 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Jesus is asking you tonight, do you want to get a solution to your problem tonight? Do you want to get an answer to the prayers that you have been lifting up to God since January? I thank God. In verse 7, Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. I desire tonight that God may speak to each one of us. Get up. Pick up your problem. Throw it away. And walk into the destiny that God has desired for you. My prayer tonight is that as we continue these prayers, the many things that we have labored through, the many things that have disappointed us in life, the many things that have troubled us since January, that 
we are going to, to hear the voice say, get up, stand up, go home and rejoice tonight. Praise the Lord. 38 years is a long time. It's a very long time. And if such a time occurs and you have a same problem, the more likely, there's a, a likelihood of you accepting that as your portion. It is very, very likely that you're going to say, okay, it's okay, I can live with this. But that was not what Jesus had in mind for this man. He knew that this man was not designed to be that way. Praise the Lord. The man also in his heart knew there was something that was not right. That's why he patiently waited at that pool for 38 years. He knew that when the angel starts, one day something is going to happen. I don't know how desperate you are for God to address your issues. I don't know how long you are willing to wait, to wait upon God until he meets you at your point of need. Are we in that category that is going to reach and say, ah, I've waited long enough. This, afternoon, this morning, when I was waking up, there's something that my wife reminded me of some time back. And then I, I thought about it this morning and I said, is it necessary really? Is it necessary? But as I was reflecting over this passage, I said, are you not just about to give in? Is that the portion that God has given to you? And I challenged myself where I was. No, I cannot allow this to come to pass. Praise the Lord. How long are you willing to wait? How patient are you upon God that he may address your issues? Can we turn to Mark chapter 7? Mark chapter 7. Verse 24 onwards. Another interesting case here. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered the house and did not want anyone to know it. Yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit, came and fell at his feet. Verse 26. The woman was a Greek born in Syria, Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. You can imagine a desperate mother. She can always look at the daughter and see the daughter tormented. And she knows this is an evil spirit that is tormenting my child. She was so desperate. While Jesus was discreet in coming into this whole village, his scent could not be lost to this woman. She felt there was the presence of the mighty one in the vicinity. Praise the Lord. She said, this is going to be my day. She chose to go. I'm not sure many people are going, but she chose to go there. But for a very long time, whenever I read this passage, it troubled me. It really troubled me. 
that the Lord would use such heavy words. Listen. First, let the children eat all they want, he told her. For it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Praise the Lord. See how heavy that was. That what I have is meant for my chosen ones. It is special only for those that the father has laid his hand upon. But I like the determination of this woman. I like the determination of this woman. She was not giving up. Verse 28, she said, Lord. Can we all say, Lord? Lord. She replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Praise the Lord. I am not going to let go until I receive something from you, O oh Lord. It doesn't matter at what degree, what level, or what value you attach to it, but for as long as it's from your throne, O oh Lord, I want to take it. Is there somebody in our midst tonight who is saying, Lord, it doesn't matter. All the whispers that the devil has whispered into my ear, all the discouragement that he has spoken to me, I don't care for as long as something drops from your altar, I am ready to swallow it. Praise the Lord. Let's see what happened to this woman. Then he told her, you know, Jesus was surprised. He was taken aback. He said, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. Praise the Lord. Because of your determination to receive something from God, because of your zeal to see God minister to your needs, because of your cry to God for these 10 months, you may go because it's done. Praise the Lord. That's the response we want to hear from God tonight. God speaking to us individually. Because of your waiting upon me, I have heard your cry, and I'm going to minister to your needs. Praise the Lord. Chapter 8, Mark. Chapter 8. We come across again another situation. This Lord is wonderful. Say the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Jesus was ministering to people. He spoke. He gave them the spiritual food. And then he realized these people have been staying with him for a long time. He began to realize that yes, they have had enough spiritual food. But they have got other needs that they need to be addressed. These are physical needs. Praise the Lord. He realized that people were hungry. There was nothing for them to eat. The Bible says, I have compassion of these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. The disciples were worried and said, 
but where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many loaves do you have? Praise the Lord. The Lord is asking, how desperate are you this hour to receive from him? How serious are you in your prayer that you want God to move? How ready are you? How much are you ready to push and to press on so that God may intervene in your situation? Praise the Lord. These people said they have only seven loaves. And he told the crowd to sit down on the ground when he had taken the seven loaves and then he gave thanks. And given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. And they did so. Were the loaves enough? I'm asking church, were the loaves enough? They were. The little faith you have, that's what God is waiting for tonight. It may appear to be so feeble that you don't want even to exercise it. It may appear to be so small that you are worried there are other people who have greater faith. What does this one of mine weigh on the scale of God? It doesn't matter. The Bible says if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can do wonders. Praise the Lord. And the faith will grow into a mighty tree that will bless you and there will be bonus. Praise the Lord. The Bible says after these people had eaten, afterwards the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. A bonus. They were full. They were okay. And they could still collect something that was a bonus. Praise the Lord. We shall live with a bonus tonight. We shall live with a bonus tonight. Shall we stand up as Brother Rajesh joins us on the stage? You are awesome in this place. You are awesome, mighty God. You are awesome in this place. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. Thank him for his presence. You are awesome in his, this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. Worthy of all praise, to you our lives we raise. You are awesome in 
this place, mighty God. Through this year, he has been awesome. Can we sing that? You have been awesome to us this year. You are awesome in this year to us. You are awesome in this year, mighty God. You are awesome in this church, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place, for your faithfulness that has kept us all these days, O oh Lord God. Father, we have... We have come to you month after month, Lord, week after week, and you have been so faithful to answer us. Father, from January till today, Lord, you have shown us your faithfulness for this year, let alone the years past. Father, we thank you for this faithfulness of yours, O Lord God, for your loving kindness, for your compassions, unfailing compassions over our lives, O oh Lord God. For your faithfulness, for your hearing ears to our cry all these days. Lord, we just want to say thank you. And you have brought us to this 10th month. Father, we want to say thank you. The 10th month is not yet over, brethren. Father, we want to say thank you for this month. For the way you have been so faithful. Last year, this month, we were celebrating. We were celebrating the 30th anniversary. Father, you have been faithful for these 30 years, and you have yet shown one more year of your faithfulness. Lord, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have praised. In Jesus' name, we have offered our thanks. Amen. Amen. Genesis 8.5, quickly. This is the 10th month, and in the 10th month, somebody saw something. Tell your neighbor, I'm seeing something tonight. I'm seeing something tonight. Amen. Genesis 8, 5, and the waters decrease continually until the 10th month, in the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. Opportunities are going to be revealed. It has already started. The 10th month has already started. Opportunities are being revealed. You can be seated for a while. Now, this was someone like you and me in Christ. If you look at... Hebrews 11:7 Noah was called righteous right by faith Noah being divinely warned of the things not yet seen moved with godly fear prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith and you and I are called 
you and I are called what in Christ? Righteous, right? How many righteous over here? How many righteous over here? Till you are here in this land, the city shall be saved. Amen? Amen. And this man built an ark to be called righteous. Imagine, in the midst of a generation of unbelief, this man took years and ages to build an ark, and then God acknowledged him righteous. You and I, you and I have that position of righteousness because of whom? Because of the blood of Jesus. Did we have to build arks? We've not gone that far as of yet. But then, this man had to go through a phase of silence. This man had to go through a phase of silence. In Genesis 7:16, God shut Noah. So those that entered, male and female, of all the flesh went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. It's interesting to see when God shuts a door for you or shuts you in a place for a while, it is for your safety. It is for my safety. This year, if you have encountered shut doors walking in the will of God, let me tell you, let me encourage you today, God who has shut those doors for your safety for a season till he reveals it. Till he reveals it. Amen? Amen. The Amplified says, the Lord shut him in and closed the door round about him, which means that, sorry Noah, you have to sit in here for a while. But even when he shuts a door, I have good news for you. Even when he shuts doors, he shows things. If you look at Genesis 6, 16, He said, you shall make a window for the ark. You shall finish it to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark in its side. Right? So when Noah was shut in this huge ark for a period of time, there was a window from which he could look out. Right? You know, we design hospitals and patient rooms one of the things that we look at is, is there a window possible that we can see out? So that that man, when he's in his, in his I don't think doctors will agree because of safety concerns or uh, hygiene concerns, but we, when we design, we see, is there so that he can see some hope in between? No? Now, there was a window, right? And then, God spoke to Noah till he entered the ark. And while he entered the ark, God told Noah, listen Noah, 40 days of rain and 40 days of uh, 40 days and 40 nights there will be rain, he said. So Noah knew to a certain extent 
okay, that there is going to be rain, there is going to be flood. I know to that extent, imagine I am Noah, I know to that extent there is going to be something. But then, if you see, for six months, there was silence. There was complete silence. It was only pouring. Now, imagine you are Noah. You are sitting in the ark. You are walking in the will of God, and God has shut you in. And then, you're not seeing an answer. You're not seeing things happening. But then, God's silence is only for a while. In his silence, God shows. In his silence, God shows. Let's look at Genesis 8, 1. Then God remembered Noah. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm being remembered tonight. God earnestly remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind pass over the earth and the waters subsided. So what was the first thing Noah saw? He could see wind taking off, driving off the rain away. Then what happened? The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. All forms of flooding, flooding, all forms of water from top, from below, everything is ceasing. And that is your portion as well this night in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then the waters receded continually from the earth. And at the end of 150 days, the waters decreased. The ark rested in the seventh month, the 17th day of the month on the mountains of Ararat. So that which was shaking, that which was floating, now found a firm foundation. Remember, you and I are standing on the solid foundation of Christ. And then, waters decrease continually under, until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of mountains were seen. Now, we are entering into a season of opportunities. But then there was something that Noah did in this season of opportunities. Though he could not hear explicitly from God, he could see things that God was doing. Right now where you are seated, I'd like to, you to make a simple prayer. God, help me to see where you are working, what you are doing. God, open my eyes to see through the things that are happening around me, what you are doing. Things might look discouraging, God, but I want to see your hand through it. I want to see your work in the midst of it. I want to see the winds ceasing. I want to see the rains stopping. I want to see how my foundations have been stable in Christ. Father, open my eyes of understanding in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.
But there was one thing that Noah could do. Remember, God had shut him secure all around, right? But now, if you look at 8, 6, so it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Noah opened the window of the ark. Opportunities open, but Noah was able to taste through it. Noah was able to catch into it. Even before he could get out, he could see his path being established. Psalm 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Can we just stand up and thank God for his goodness through all these months? Even when he shuts, he shows. Father, thank you for your goodness. Even through closed doors, even through prayers that I have not seen answers as of yet, even through all these situations, Father, I know that you are good. Thank you for your goodness over our lives. Thank you for your shielding over our lives, O Lord God, because you are a God who intends and plans and purposes to do good over our lives. Lord, I lift up my hands to say thank you for your goodness. This undeserved grace and favor that I have found in Christ, the one who knew no sin, but became sin for me that I might become the righteousness in Christ. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have placed me in such a place. You have placed me in a solid foundation. Thank you, my Father. I bless your holy name. I bless you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God is a God who shows. Even through closed doors, He shows. Psalm 16, verses 10 and 11. For you will not leave my soul in corruption, in Sheol, nor will, not, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption, You will show me the path of life. I don't know if you're feeling abandoned in any area of your life. I don't know what sort of shield you're facing. Definitely it's not what my Lord faced. But my Father God did not allow him to see corruption. This is the same Father. Tonight, we're going to pray, God... Show me your path of life in the name of Jesus. Through my situations, through my closed doors, 
Lord, show me the path of opportunity in the precious name of Jesus. Through my misplaced hopes, Lord, show me your path to trust in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we've prayed. Amen. Now, Moses was in a similar situation. Remember, he came out, he led out the Israelites from Egypt to the Red Sea. They, they crossed the Red Sea. Then he faced rebellion after rebellion. But then, there was one thing that he asked God. In the midst of all these challenges, walking in the will of God, going and leading his people to a place where he knew God wanted them to go, and still facing challenges in that path, still facing challenges in that job, Moses asked God one thing. Exodus, two things. Exodus 33, 12 and 13. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. But then he asks a smarter question. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now see his question. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way. I don't want to see the person whom you're going to bring in. But Lord, show me your way. Show me your way. That I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. I'm walking in your will, Lord. Show me the way I need to take. Can you turn that as a prayer for yourself? Father, in all that I am doing, Father, wherever I have found a closed door, Lord, show me your way. The next step that I need to take in the midst of my hindrances, the next step that I need to see, Lord, show me your way. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. The next prayer that he prayed, which changed him, was this. Verse 18, and he said, Please show me your glory. Please show me your glory. Tonight I have come to have an encounter with you, Lord. Show me your glory. Can you turn that into a prayer? Lord, show me your glory this night. A glory that changes me. Lord, show me. Show me in the name of Jesus. This glory changed Moses forever. If you look at Exodus 34, 29... It says, now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hands when he came down from the mountain that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. Father, let there be a change which people around me know that I've had an encounter with you this night. Let there be such, such a change in me, O God. As I come into your presence tonight, as I have come for an encounter with you this night, O Lord, even in the midst of all troubles, Lord, let the troubles know I have encountered you 
in the name of Jesus. Let the challengers know I have encountered you in the name of Jesus. Let your glory be upon my face in the name of Jesus. Let my countenance change this night in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Now, one of the things that is described of Noah is Noah found favor in the sight of God. Genesis 6, 8. Noah found favor in the sight of God. There is a small secret in Proverbs. Okay, if you look at Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. To be in that place of favor and remain there. Proverbs 3, if you're there, I can read it from there. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And verse 4, and so find what? So find favor. Can we go back to verse 3, brother? Sister, yeah. Let not two things. What are the two things over there? Mercy and truth. Let it not forsake you. Now, it's one thing to say, do not forsake mercy and truth. It's another thing to say, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Which means that you need to hold on, I need to hold on to mercy and truth truth. Now the Amplified describes mercy as something else or in a different way. Mercy shutting out all hatred and selfishness. Shutting out all hatred and selfishness. Now if you remember Noah sent a raven first to test now, if you, if you know the character of ravens, they are very selfish, right? But God used even a raven to feed Elijah. That was the greatness of God. But then, here it says, let not mercy forsake you. Which means that if we hold on to selfishness, if we hold on to hatred, we cannot remain in the place of favor that leads us to our opportunities. So tonight, one prayer. God, keep me from any selfish intent when I'm walking in your will. When I'm walking in your will, Lord, cleanse my steps. Let not selfishness become an obstruction to my blessing in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. The, the description for truth is shutting out all deliberate hypocrisy or falsehood. In simple terms, when we confess that I believe in God and worry in our mind, what are we becoming? Yes, sir. Hypocrisy. When we let our thoughts control us about the circumstances around us, we miss opportunities that God has shown in the window. 
our eyes are blinded to opportunities when we know when we don't focus on god's plan god's will god's word second corinthians 10:5 bringing every what every thought i have not reached in my version sorry casting down arguments or thoughts now what arguments are you having in your mind have you tested those arguments when you are faced in a challenge have you tested them with the word of god then if you find that that as an argument against the word of god against the will of god in your life what do you do you cast them down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god every high thing that tries to make the what you know of god seem small or what god describes of you seem small every high thought you bring them to captivity every thought that the devil throws at you saying that you are not enough you bring them down to the obedience of christ bringing every thought to captivity to the obedience of christ every thought that incites rebellion to say no i need to have my way through it you bring them down to the captivity of christ and what does proverbs say bind them bind mercy and truth around your neck now women when you wear jewelry what do you do to show or to hide it shows right that's what these attitudes let it be shown in our life around us and then write them in the tablet of your heart let it be internalized in my thought and my mind so tonight as i leave i leave this prayer with you father father god all those thoughts all those attitudes that has taken me away from that opportunity that you have shown me or that has blinded my eyes to any opportunity that is in my way lord tonight open my eyes in the precious name of jesus i bring every thought captive to the obedience of the word of god in the name of jesus father god let your word rule and reign over my heart over my thoughts over my words over my intent in the name of jesus and as windows are opened and as opportunities are opened lord may they may i land into those places in the precious name of jesus in jesus name i have prayed amen amen praising the lord always 
Praising the Lord, praising the Lord always. Praising the Lord, praising the Lord with all my heart, with all my heart. Praising the Lord with all my heart, oh, oh praising the Lord, praising the Lord, always. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I welcome Brother Temple to lead us in the next session of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody sleeping, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. So everybody's awake. Hallelujah. Let us rise up once again. Okay, we are already rising. Lift our holy hands and just praise this God. Worship him. Let him hear your good voice this morning, this evening. Father, we thank you. Lift your voice to praise him. Lift your voice to thank him. Lift your voice and appreciate him. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the I am that I am, the ancient of days, the maker of heaven and earth, the one that has created us, the one that answers our prayers. Lift your voice to thank him. This is the time to appreciate him. This is the time to tell him thank you for all the things he has been doing. Raise your voice loud. One leper returned and gave him thanks. Give him the glory due him celebrates the king of kings and the lord of lords the i am that i am no one to be compared with you lord jesus we lift you up high jesus you are a wonderful god we worship you alone lord father my precious jesus my savior 
Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of God. In the name of Jesus. Now we pray for mercy once again. It says, Lord, the book of 1 John 1, 8 says, we have, uh, If we say that we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And again in the book of 1 John 1, 9, the Bible says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Brethren, let's raise our voice once again and ask for mercy. Lord, have mercy upon us in every way we have sinned against you. I want to hear your voice in every way we have come short of your glory, in every way that we have deviated from your standard. Spirit of the living God, have mercy. Let your mercy speak for us tonight. Let your mercy deliver us this night in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Brethren, if you are here to pray this night, I would like you to uh, lift your voice when it's time to pray because it will not be right for you to come here and go unblessed. That is not the portion of anyone here in the name of Jesus. I was preparing a scripture when the pastor told me that I was going to take up a session today. And that scripture was more like using um, a double barrel gun to kill a rat. Praise the Lord. And while I was preparing that scripture, uh, the script, Spirit of God now spoke to me to change my um, direction. And every time we come, we blast, we shoot on the devil every night. Tonight, we will be looking at praise. Praise the Lord. Is someone happy tonight? We have to look at God's weapon for vengeance. We talk about vengeance every day, but today we shall be looking at the weapon for God's vengeance. Praise the Lord. For your life to be established, God's weapon of judgment must be in place. Praise the Lord. For our life to be established, for us to possess what God has given to us, God's weapon of judgment must be in place. When we talk about vengeance, we are simply talking about God troubling our troublers. Praise the Lord. How many of you would like God to trouble your troublers? Amen. Raise your hand up. Amen. Yes, everyone is ready Amen. for tonight. So when we talk about vengeance, we are simply talking about God troubling our troublers because vengeance is of him. Praise the Lord. In the book of 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 6, the Bible confirms that it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. No one can be delivered if you allow the enemy to prevail over you. Praise the Lord. Now please understand this. In the book of Psalms chapter 7 verse 11, God judges the righteous. And God is angry with the wicked every day. Scripture is there. How many times is God angry? Every blessed day, God is angry with the wicked. And in the book of Psalms 57 verse 2, the Bible says, I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things to me. So God is angry with the wicked daily, but will do nothing for you. Unless you cry to him. Praise the Lord. Unless you cry unto God, he will do nothing for you. So now let us look at who is the wicked. For the interests of those who feel become a kabash every day. Who is the wicked? The wicked is the one that does not know God. They deal with the children of God in every means. Diabolically with 
all sorts of occultic powers. They look at you, they look at your destiny, and they go back and begin to do their incantations when you're sleeping. Those are the wicked. Your daughter is due for marriage, and your daughter cannot be married. Praise the Lord. That is not the portion of anyone in this house anymore. Say, that is not the portion in my family. You are due to work. You and you cannot find work, even when you are qualified, because the enemy has trapped you. This is the enemy we are talking about. You are due for promotion. The boss who commends you every day, who knows what you are doing, who knows your role, cannot shift your paper from one direction to the other, because there is a spirit that has been invoked in the realm of the spirit. And that spirit will not let your boss to move your papers. It is not your boss. There is a spirit behind him. Praise the Lord. We need understanding. There is a spirit behind him. Praise the Lord. That spirit behind him is what we are talking about. So today we declare that every wicked agent against us, our God will silence them tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Sorry to keep you standing because we really need to stand because we have to praise. Praise the Lord. So tonight I'll be looking at two major weapons of God's vengeance. One is the Holy Ghost fire. You can sit for a while. But make sure you don't sleep. Because we have come for a warfare praise. Praise the Lord. One of the weapons, major weapons of God's vengeance is the Holy Ghost fire. Say Holy Ghost. Shout Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost Spirit, the Holy Spirit judges. If you look at the book of John 16 from verse 7 to 11. John 16, 7 to 11. Verse 11 says he judges. People don't know that the Holy Spirit judges. He is the spirit of judgment. He judges the wicked. Hallelujah. Now how? One, he comes as a fire. Tell somebody fire. He comes as a fire. The fire here has two folds. Open to the book of Malachi 3, 1 to 3. Malachi 3, 1 to 3. Put it on the screen, please. The Bible says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, say the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the way of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like a fuller's soap. Verse 3, and when he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and push them as gold and fire, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering of righteousness. Now you can see here, he is the refiner's fire, one of the portions of the, uh, 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 I told you it has twofold. One fold is he came as a refiner's fire. This is for the ch child of God. For a child of God, he is called the refiner's fire, which refines, beautifies, and glorifies us. Praise the Lord. So if you are sick, the fire will burn the sickness off. If things are not going well with you, it will make it well. Praise the Lord. So this fire beautifies the children of God. Now, he comes also as a consuming fire from the scripture we've read. He comes as a consuming fire to consume the sinners, the wicked that we have just talked about. Praise the Lord. So today I decree that the defining part of him 
will be made real in our lives for, in the name of Jesus. Whatever does not glorify God or beautify God will be wiped away from our lives in the name of Jesus. But whoever or anything that is troubling our destiny shall be consumed tonight as we praise God in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 12, 20, 29. For our God is a consuming fire. He's talking about the Holy Spirit here. Hebrews 12, 29. Say fire once again. Say fire. Holy Ghost. In the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings. The Bible recorded that the heavens... In the book of 2 Kings, Elijah lifted his voice and com commanded fire to come down. He commanded fire upon the 450 prophets of Baal. And the fire came and consumed them. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says Elijah is a man like you and I. So if Elijah can command fire, we also can command fire. Praise the Lord. Now, a typical example of the consuming fire. I just want to take you through a process before we praise. In the book of Daniel 3, 26 to 27, we talked about the refiner's fire and the consuming fire. Praise the Lord. The fire turned to beautify them inside the fire. The book of Daniel 3, 27, 26 to 27. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire. These were the men of God that were thrown into the fiery furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar came near. Nebuchadnezzar was the king that ordered them to be thrown into the fire. So when he came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and he spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servant of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and the captains, and the kings, counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their hair sign. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of their uh, uh, fire had upon them. What this scripture is telling us is that these three men of God were thrown into the fire because they refused to serve the other gods. But because of the power of the Holy Ghost that has the power to re uh, refine them, instead of the fire burning them, the flame of the fire began to preserve them began to beautify them, began to purify them in the name of Jesus. So they were cold in the fire. The flame of the fire could not catch them. So now look at verse 22. Verse 22, the flame of the fire burnt those men who threw, um, uh, who threw these three men into the fire. Daniel 3.22. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of fire slew those men that took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire. God will consume the fire of the wicked. And the fire of the wicked here now consumed the wicked people. That is our portion in the name of Jesus. Every weapon the enemy has set aside to consume us with, the same stone, the same evil will consume them in the mighty name of Jesus. Now the next instrument is the instrument of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The book of Psalms 49, 149, from 6 to 9 says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hand. Two-edged sword here is the word of God. 
to execute vengeance upon the hidden and punishment upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Brethren, praise is the voice of faith. Praise is the voice of faith. One of the wonders of praise is the invocation of vengeance, as we have seen. Praise brings judgment automatically. Nothing silences your adversaries like praise. Until God executed vengeance upon Pharaoh, Israel did not come out of 150, 30 years of bondage. There are situations in our, our lives that our mere English would not be able to save us. We need God's vengeance. Praise the Lord. In the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, we saw Apostle Paul and Silas, they were locked up in prison. Praise the Lord. Apostle Paul and, uh, and, uh, Apostle Paul and Silas were locked up in the prison. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Praise the Lord. This kind of prayers sung by them could not have been a mere praise of somebody coming to church and looking at you. They knew what they were into. They had been beaten thoroughly. And the magistrate now had ordered they should be put in prison. Praise the Lord. At that point, the only thing that could save them was God. Praise the Lord. And so they began to exercise their faith in God in prayers. The Bible says they prayed and prayed and prayed to a point at midnight another wisdom came to them and they switched from prayer into praise. Hallelujah. As you praise God tonight, I see God change your position in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says suddenly there was a great earthquake. That means the presence of God was felt in their presence. Hallelujah. There is a difference in prayers and praise. When you praise God, God comes down in his majesty. But when you pray, the prayer hits through the angels. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and the Bible says, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately the doors were opened, and every door's bands were loosed. Every door's closed against you tonight will be open as you praise God. In the name of Jesus. Now we look at the book of 2 Chronicles 20. Jehoshaphat was faced with great challenge when a large army gathered to attack the nation of Judah. The way Jehoshaphat responded to this demonstrated the power of praising God in times of crisis. He had no other option. These armies were already geared up to swallow him and his kindreds. Jehoshaphat took a covenant step. He took a covenant step. He went into prayers. The Bible says he went into fasting. He went into praying. He went into praise. Praise the Lord. Second Chronicles 20, let's pick verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a feast throughout all Judah. And in verse 12, O God, will thou judge them? For we have no might against the great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon them. Brethren, Jehoshaphat prayed, he fasted, and he said, God, judge them. Is anyone hearing me? 
He now involved the spirit of judgment. If he had not said God judged them, he would not have come in. So tonight, you'll be calling God to intervene in your situation, to judge them that have kept you backward in the name of Jesus. Now in verse 22, when they began to sing, so he prayed, he fasted. Now he began to, when they began to praise, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sire, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Praise the Lord. What happened to them? They were smitten. When were they smitten? Only when they began to sing and praise God. When they began to sing and praise God, then the Spirit of God descended, and there was an ambushment. And everyone that was after them was smitten. Praise the Lord. Let us look at verse 20, 22, 24 to 25. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they saw dead bodies falling to the earth. Is somebody hearing this? Those enemies that were gathered, that were after their life, that were chasing them, when they came close, because they were singing, because they were praising God in truth and in spirit, they found them dead. As you wake up tomorrow, you will see the dead bodies of them that have held you captive in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor tonight we are going to praise. Are you ready for praise? And when Jehoshaphat saw his people came to take away the spoil of them, he said none of them escaped. Yeah? And behold, they were dead bodies falling to the earth, and none escaped. That means not even a single soldier that were out for these people was, that escaped. All of them died. They found among them in abundance both riches with dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off from themselves. So every good thing that they have possessed, they took from you, the one that they had with them, they will all be leaving them out for us in the name of Jesus. So if praise now is important from all that we have seen, why is praise important? God is in praise. Tell your neighbor, God is in praise. Anywhere you find praise, you will find God. In prayer, you can find God and beg God to perform. But in praise, you invite God to automatically Perform. So God automatically comes. It's like an incense. When you praise, God steps in immediately. And he cannot step in and leave you the way you are. The certain caboose of this land cannot come to your house and knock on the door and go back and tell you shukran. He must leave you with a gift because the king has visited you. So when you praise God and he comes down in his majesty and he rejoices with you, he would now identify your problems. The ones you prayed and the ones you did not pray for. And he will see the doors opening for you. You will see the doors opening for you. You will see the doors opening for you in the name of Jesus. Now let's look at how do you praise? Psalm 67, verse 5 to 6. Verse Psalm 67, verse 5 to 6. Let the people praise thee, O Lord. Let all the people praise thee. Did he say let some people praise thee? Hello? Did he say let some people praise thee? He said, let's all praise. 
Did he say pastors should not praise? Hello? Did he say some people should praise, pastors should not praise? He said, let all the people praise him. Hallelujah. So if you are a child of God tonight, you will praise him in the name of Jesus. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. Then shall the earth yield her increase. So until you praise, the earth will not yield its increase. The clothes you wear come from the earth. The food you eat come from the flesh. The vehicle, the planes you enter, they are all made from the earth. Everything you can see and touch comes from the earth. It is only when you praise God, not when you pray. When you praise God, he will bless you with these substances and you become a beneficiary. Praise the Lord. So praise is like the retainership fee you pay to retain God. Praise is like the retainership fee you pay to retain God. Just like you pay the lawyer and doctors to retain their services. Praise the Lord. A lawyer is expected to pay you his due services when you pay him his due fees. So when you pay God the glory due him, when you give him his praise, when you give him his food, he gives you the blessing that is due you. Hallelujah. Praise him every day so he can stay with you in the name of Jesus. I'd like to invite the choristers and uh, Pastor Lacon to lead us in the warfare praise. Praise the Lord. Immortal God, invisible God, immortal God, how great thou art. Immortal God, invisible God, immortal God, how great thou art. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brethren, I do not want you to live here without being blessed. I don't know if you are sleepy, but in these five minutes, ten minutes, be awake, praise God. Dance with joy that you are alive. Dance with praises. Jehovah danced. Paul and Silas were in prison. They never cared if they were in prison, if they were suffering. They opened their mouth to praise. Dance. Don't mind who is beside you. Just praise him and dance. Before tomorrow, you will see the hand of God upon your life. In the name of Jesus. Immortal God. Invisible God, immortal God, our great Hallelujah, immortal God, invisible God, immortal God, our great immortal God, invisible God, immortal God, our great Amen. It seems we don't know it. Okay, we don't have it on the screen. Okay, let's, let's open to, our brother open to Psalms 149 verse 6. We'll start our praise from there. Because just like our brother said, we must all praise God. Not only for our temple tonight. Because he has his own battle. I have my battle. You have your own battle. We all have to praise so that God will arise on our behalf. Psalm 149, that our brother read, verse 6. That will be the starting point for our praise tonight. Say, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Not small praises. Not silent praises. 
not murmured praises. But what? So you must open your mouth. That's your first weapon. And the second one, and the two-edged sword in their hands. That's the word of God. So we're going to start with that song. Can we have that song? With and what do you do with it? The next verse, verse 7. So that you know what you're doing. Yeah. What do you do with that sword? Verse 7, please. What do you do with it? To execute vengeance upon the heading and punishment upon the people. Those are your enemies. Let the high praises of God in the heart and that to let the sword in the heart. And I will end it for the heart. We will drive her to the victorious heart. Riding the Kena. Again, please. Let the high praises of God in the mouth. And I will end it for the heart. We will march right on to the victorious Hallelujah, let the high praises of God in our mouth and unto heaven's one Hallelujah, here we might run on to the victorious side, right in Hallelujah, let the high praises of God in our mouth to have in a heart, oh Lord, we will march right on to the victorious side, right in the freedom. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. With all your heart. Yes, God is good. Yes, God is good. He's so good to Hallelujah. Yes, God is good. Yes, God is good. Yes, God is good. He's so good to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. We tell you. Oh, we press the Lord. 
to sing the second song. It says, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Psalm 68. Say, Arise, O Lord, and what? Let your enemies be scattered. And when God arise and your enemies are scattered, you receive the victory. Amen. I said, you receive the victory. Amen. You receive the victory. Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be Arise, O Lord. Hallelujah. Arise, O Lord. Let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord. Arise, O Lord. Let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord. Hallelujah. Arise, O Lord. Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, Hallelujah. Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before the sun sets through tomorrow, I declare your liberty in the name of Jesus. Amen. I declare your freedom in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever that has held you captive today is reversed in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will prove himself in your life. Amen. The God of vengeance will prove yourself in your life. Amen. Those enemies that held you back, you hear news in their camp in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Shall we clap for the Lord? The Lord is good. Amen. Pastor Dennis will be leading us in this session. Somebody shout hallelujah. We have come to the critical point of these prayers tonight. Hallelujah. And in this section of prayers, we shall be praying for divine intervention and deliverance. Amen. Our deliverance is sure and secured. And because we are confident of this, we are going to say, Father, we thank you because my deliverance is secured and settled. Open your mouth, begin to say, Lord, I give you thanks tonight because I know my deliverance is secured. It is settled. Everything that is needed to procure my deliverance is released. And I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. I give you all the praise tonight because my deliverance is secured. My deliverance is secured. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are prayed. You are going to put your hands upon your head. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 12. 
the Bible said he had bent his bows and set me as a mark for the arrow. We are going to be decreeing as we place our hand on our head. Every evil mark that have been placed on my head or the head of any members of my family, I declare my supernatural deliverance. And I command the mark removed by the blood of Jesus. Every evil mark that is marked upon my destiny, by the blood of Jesus, I command it to be wiped out. Every mark that is attracting arrows into my life, I command you to be removed right now. I am delivered. I am delivered. I command every evil mark to be wiped out of my life right now. Right now. Right now. Be removed. I am delivered and set free. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You are going to be praying for God to open your eyes to your word of deliverance. In Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible says he sent his word and his word hid them and delivered them. In also Psalm 105, if you read from verse 19, the Bible said until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him and then the king sent to lose him. The king sent to lose him after the word came. You are going to be saying, Lord, today, supernaturally, I locate the word that will lose me from every circumstance of my life. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I locate that word that is meant for my loosening. That word that is meant for my deliverance, by the power of the Holy Ghost inside of me, I locate it right now. I receive that word of deliverance. I receive that word of liberation. I receive that word of freedom. I receive that word that sets free. The word of deliverance. I command it now. Be located. Jeremiah 15, 16. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy words were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my soul. My Father, my God, I locate that word in scriptures that we procure my absolute deliverance from every satanic impediment. Hold in my life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Psalms 44, verse 4. Bible says, Thou art my king, O God. Command deliverance for Jacob. We're going to be saying, Lord Jesus, command deliverance for every one of our brethren in this church. Wherever they might be held down, command deliverance today. And I stand as your agent on this holy ground. And I command deliverance for every member of this church. I command deliverance for every member of my family. Thou art my God. Thou art my King. By the word of your power, I command deliverance. I command deliverance. My Father and my God, command our total deliverance from every powers of setback. Command our total deliverance from every powers of barrenness. Command our total deliverance from every powers of limitation. Command our total deliverance from every powers of lukewarmness, spiritual carelessness. Father, command our total deliverance from every shackles of the devil. Let the power 
begin to break every hold of the enemies upon our lives, restraining and resisting us. My Father, command our total deliverance. We decree it. We command it. We take it by force. We are delivered. We declare our total deliverance for our children. Wherever the enemy may be holding them bound, we declare them loose by the word of the Lord. We command supernatural deliverance in every area of our lives. Every area we may have been tied down. Our destiny may be held down. My God, oh God of Jacob, command deliverance. Command deliverance. Command deliverance and liberation today. And liberation today. Command deliverance in our midst, Lord Jesus. Let there be total deliverance. Let there be total deliverance in every aspect of our lives. Deliverance in our homes, in the lives of our children. Deliverance in every aspect of our lives. Deliverance from sicknesses. Deliverance from every powers of the devil. We receive deliverance. We receive deliverance. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26. The Bible said, And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. You are going to lift up your hands tonight and say, oh Lord. You are not saying it like you mean it. I don't know. I am not interested in remaining in the snare of the devil. I can no more be snared after tonight. But you need to decree with your mouth. Say after me, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Say it like you mean it. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I recover myself. And my entire household from every snare of the devil by the fire of the Holy Ghost by the blood of Jesus and by the word of God in the name of Jesus say it again oh Lord I recover myself from every snare of the devil by the blood of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the word of God, in the name of Jesus, say it one more time. Oh Lord, I recover myself and my family from every snare of the devil. By the blood of Jesus, by the word of God, and by the power of the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. Now begin to pray and say, I recover myself. I command my recovery. The Bible said, deliver yourself, O Zion. Deliver yourself, O Zion. I recover myself. I recover my children. I recover my wife. I recover everything around me. Bakatoloma. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the blood of Jesus. By the word of the Lord. From every snare. Every snare of sickness. Every snare of failure, limitation, from every snare of the devil, from every snare, wherever it is hanging in my life, every snare of barrenness, disappointment, every snare of lose of job, every snare of fear, I recover myself. Begin to mention them. Whatever snare you may be seeing in your life, begin to decree right now. I am fully recovered. I am recovered. I am recovered. I am recovered. Oh God, my Father, I am recovered. I am recovered. My wife is recovered. My children are recovered. The Bible said, 
concerning David, God told him, pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover all. I pursue tonight by the blood of Jesus. I pursue tonight by the word of God. I pursue tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I recover every snare. I recover from every snare. I recover my children. I recover everything around me. Every members of the bread of life will decree their recovery. Total recovery without faith. Without faith. Without faith. Without faith. Without faith. My father, my father, we are recovered. We are recovered. We are recovered. We are recovered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are going to be praying again that same prayer with this scripture. And we are going to be saying after me, Oh Lord, whatever the enemy has taken captive in my life, I declare again, total restoration by the blood of Jesus, by the fire of the Holy Ghost, and by the word of God. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth begin to decree every captivity that may be holding ground in your life, every captivity that may be holding ground around your family, tonight by the blood we are recovered, we are delivered, we are fully discharged and acquitted by the blood. Makoshakalamanos. Zege zegegada garabala. Zekapula itanam bagelaniala. Zore katabalama. Zuza guza. E paramango zeketala. Bregletoka samankena barinanoa. Iraka balabo kenadua. Etamba glatu sakada. Zugo zugo. Rika baramo. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I command supernatural recovery. I command supernatural release of any members of my family, any members of the bread of life that may be held captive. We are recovered supernaturally. I declare their total recovery in every areas, in every areas. Begin to pray for our youth at this moment. Anyone that may have been held captive, any youth in this church, any young single, any one of our children, that may have been held captive in any area of their lives, dragging them astray, pulling them down to the put of hell. We recover them, we stand in agreement, we command their recovery, begin to pray for our youth, begin to pray for our youth, begin to pray for our children, begin to pray for our youth. Lord, we command their recovery, we command their deliverance. Right now, from every snares, we declare our youth free from every bondage of the devil. We command them to be delivered. We command them recovered and restored. Our youth are delivered. Our youth are recovered from every snare that may be holding them bound in their place of study. Every snare that may be holding them in their respective home. They are delivered from the snare of pornography. They are delivered from the snare of lying. They are delivered from the snare of stealing. They are delivered from the snare of immorality. I declare tonight by the blood of Jesus, our youth are delivered, our youth are restored, our youth are delivered from every captivity, from every captivity that is holding them captive. Our children are delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost. They are delivered. Are you praying tonight? Intercede for our youth. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I command their total recovery. 
I command their total recovery. Our youth are delivered. Our youth are delivered. Our youth are delivered. Our youth are delivered. In the name of Jesus, Le Pagalamanes, Zazuza, Apamenania. No one will snatch our youth from us. Our youth, AG4C, are secured. No devil will take them away. Our future generation shall not be wasted in this present age. Our future generation for Christ shall not be wasted in this present age. We declare their destiny secured. We declare their destiny secured. Are you praying tonight? Pray, 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 pray. Intercede for our youth. Intercede for our youth. For God to secure them. Our generation to come shall not fall apart. The scripture shall not fall out of their hands. They shall pursue Christ with all their strength. They shall serve God in the days of their youth. They shall not give up on God. In the mighty name of Jesus. My Kabalanos. Etuba Kalanosa. Le Braglando Zabanenazos. Thank you, my father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. We are going to recover the land. Every land and territory that we may have lost, including this land where we are dwelling in, we are going to recover it for Jesus. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 14, the Bible said, And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel, we are restored. And the cities which the Philistine had taken from Israel were restored. See, I don't know whatever city that may have been taken from you. Perhaps in your career, in your job, in your office, in your marriage, in your home, as we are recovering this land tonight, they are equally recovered in the name of Jesus. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. And Ekron, even unto God. And the cause thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorite. Lift up your hands and say, Lord Jesus, by the blood of the covenant, we declare this land recovered for Jesus. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, begin to pray. This land, this church is not planted here in vain. This church is not planted in this land for, for, for decoration. The church is planted in this land for the total deliverance and liberation of this nation. Therefore, we stand upon the authority in this word of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 14, and we declare total deliverance for the cities, for the cities, for the cities in this land, for the cities in this land. Let it all be recovered for Jesus. Let it all be recovered for Jesus. Every part of this land, we recover it all with our faith. For Christ Jesus, the Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Including Oman, including the Middle East, including every part of the earth. They belong to the Lord. They belong to my Father in heaven. And the Bible said, wheresoever the soul of my feet shall tread upon. He has given to me for a possession. Lord, we arise tonight to recover this city for you by the blood of Jesus, by the fire of the Holy Ghost, by the power in the world. We command the city recovered. We command the city recovered. We command the city recovered. We command the land recovered. We command the city recovered. In the name of Jesus. Hey, my father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. 
take the hand of somebody. We are going to intercede for our nations. Wherever we come from, every nation represented in this church. Pakistan, India, Nigeria, Kenya, all nations represented here. We are going to recover our nation for Jesus Christ. God did not put us there by mistake. God has ordained that by us, our nations be delivered. We are going to be decreed right now, Father, as we join our hands in agreement, we command the total recovery of our nations from the hands of saboteurs, from the hands of evil men, from the hands of kabas and demonic manifestations in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth now, begin to pray. We recover Nigeria. We recover Kenya. We recover India. We recover Pakistan. We recover Sri Lanka. We recover every nation that is represented in this church. In agreement, we command our nations re recovered, recovered, delivered, recovered, delivered, recovered, delivered from the hands of wicked men. Mato Every nation represented in this church are delivered, are recovered, they are restored from the hands of the evil man. We declare our nations restored. We declare our cities delivered. We declare our cities delivered. In the name of Jesus, we declare our cities delivered from the hands of evil men, from the hands of the devil, from the hands of occultic powers, from the hands of the agents of the devil. Our cities are delivered and recovered by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You are going to hold two by two right now. Just take one, one person now. One person, one person. You are going to be decreeing recovery of your brother. Every city in his life. See, every one of us, we carry a city in our lives. We carry a generation in our lives. And God told the mother of Esau and Jacob, he said, you have two nations in your belly. We carry nations. We are going to say it right now. As I hold hands with my brother, I decree and declare every city in his life that is not recovered, that is not located, that is not identified. City could be in form of talent. It could be in form of gift. It could be in form of placement. It could be in form of the blessings of God. Lord, I join faith with my brother and I declare his cities recovered. In the name of Jesus, I begin to pray. Every city in the life of my brethren that is yet unrecovered, that is yet untilled, that is yet being followed. I command recovery. Right now, recover your spiritual city. Recover your spiritual city. Recover your financial city. Recover your health city. Recover your marital city. Recover your fruitfulness city. Begin to recover your financial city. Yes, recover your city of strength. Recover your city of possessing your possession. Begin to recover all the cities that God has planted in your life. Pray, 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 pray. Let the Lord hear your voice. Let the Lord hear your voice. Are you praying tonight? Every city that is lying waste in my life.
in my family that is hidden by the powers of darkness. Makandalabo Shaga. I declare it fully recovered. Fully recovered. Masho Galama. Zoza Kadabaya. Zoza Kabaya. Zomi Kalamo Shagalea. Le Prakando Bade Kansolena. My Father, my God, we declare total recovery. We declare total recovery. We declare total recovery. We declare. We declare total recovery today by the blood of Jesus, by the word of God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. The Lord has answered your prayers. And every following city in your life is fully recovered and inhabited. Amen. You shall see no more waste in your life. Amen. You shall have something to show from today. Amen. Of the greatness of the city God has planted in you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the few minutes that I have, we are going to be praying for the breaking. We are going to be breaking satanic covenants. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 4. We give you praise, Father. For thou hast broken the yoke of his body and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressors, as in the day of the Midian. And in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. For his body shall be lifted from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And this yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. There's an anointing in this house tonight that is going to be terminating every yoke, every satanic covenant that have been restraining your destiny. In the name of Jesus, I don't care how long it has been there. But the Bible said, and it shall come to pass in that day, this is the day of your recovery, of your deliverance. In the name of Jesus, you're going to lift up your hands to heaven and say, Father, by the blood of Jesus, I break every satanic covenant that is still operating in my life, knowing and unknowingly, in the name of Jesus. Now open your mouth, break it, 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 break it. Every satanic covenant operating by proxy, every satanic covenant operating directly, every satanic covenant operating from the lineage of your family. Every satanic covenant operating from the lineage of your spouse that is working against your life. Tonight, they are broken. Every evil covenant, every evil covenant that is crawling in the lineage of my fathers. Hear me very well. I don't belong to that lineage anymore. I belong to the lineage of Jesus Christ. So you are not permitted to crawl into here. Be terminated by fire. Be terminated by fire. Every covenant of idolatry, every covenant in any area that you may have covenanted, my forefathers, hear me well. It will not have any effect in me. It will not have any effect on me and my family. I am delivered and I break such covenant. Every yoke of the devil limiting my life, limiting my destiny, limiting my career life, limiting my marital life, limiting my financial life, my spiritual life. Today, you are broken. Now, what are you waiting for? By the authority in the name of Jesus. Be broken. Be destroyed. Be broken. Be destroyed. Be broken. 
be destroyed, be broken, be destroyed. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You are also going to pray now and decree every demonic powers administering such evil covenant against you. By the reason of our ancestral worship, let them be flushed out of your life by fire. Every demonic powers administering such satanic covenant to hold you down, to keep you in one same level, let them be removed by the blood of Jesus. Now open your mouth, begin to pray. Address every powers that are marshalling those satanic covenants against your life and destiny. Every satanic powers that are standing in the place of administers, in the place of priests, administering evil covenant against me, against my wife, against my children. I come against you by the authority in the name of the resurrected Christ. I command you, be thrown down, be scattered, be devoured, be destroyed. I shatter you in the name of Jesus. Every demonic forces administering evil covenants against my household, against the work of my hands, against my family, against my marriage, against my children, against this church, against our members, be destroyed, be destroyed, be destroyed, be destroyed, be destroyed now. Marco Talamani, be destroyed, be destroyed. Every demonic forces, administering evil covenants against my life, be shattered, be shattered, be shattered, be shattered. Be shattered. Be shattered. What are you waiting? I come against you by the name of the Lord. I come against you in the name of Jesus. I come against you by the blood of Jesus. Be destroyed. Be destroyed. Masu Galanade. Zo Zakabaya. Bara Prekanaya. Zo Kabayala. O Paranogesaina. Re Prakamananena. In the name. Of Jesus Christ. The Bible said, and Elijah repaired the broken altar of God. And then in the cool of the evening, he offered the sacrifice and fire came down. There are altars that have been erected in our lives that are not of God. And the altar of God may have been broken down by the hands of the wicked. Except the altar is in place. You may not secure what God has ordained for you. And you may not walk in your place in the house of God. First of all, you are going to pray and say, Lord, every satanic altars, every evil altar, standing in any realm against me and my household, I command you, be shattered by fire in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, and the servant of God prophesied against the altar in Pisgah, and the altar was broken to pieces. Begin to pray and say, Lord, in the same way, that the altar at Pisgah was destroyed by the word of prophecy. I prophesy against every evil altar, standing against my life, standing against my family, standing against the work of my hands, standing against my marriage, standing against my fruitfulness, standing against my prosperity. Be shattered. Every evil altar, I speak against you now. What are you waiting for? I command you be broken to pieces. Be dismantled and destroyed forever. You will never speak again in my life. You will never speak again in this church. Every such evil altars, you will never speak again around us. 
in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we are praying. One more prayer. We are going to decree every strong man that is standing at our gate of progress. Every strong man standing at the gate of this church, of Ruby Church as a whole. Every strong man standing at the gate, at our east gate, resisting us from entering our prophetic destiny. We command you be destroyed by fire now. Every strong man anywhere that is hindering our personal progress in life. Every strong man that is standing in any realm, whether you are standing in the air as the priest of Persia, whether you are standing in the sea as the priest of the marine world, whether you are standing on the mountains, in the valley, wherever you are standing, you strong man, hear me well. I come against you by the name of the Lord. I come against you in the name of the Lord God of our Father in this place, Pastor Abraham. We command you be destroyed now in the name of Jesus. We come against you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. You strong man, hear me well. You are dead forever. Fall down and die by fire, by the blood. Every strong man that is marshalling against the progress of the church in this land, we command you be destroyed completely. Be completely shattered. Be completely shattered. Be completely shattered. Every strong man in my household, every strong man in my family, every strong man in my marriage, every strong man against my progress, against the progress of my brethren, against our spiritual advancement, Marco Shegalamaya, be shattered, be destroyed. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Begin to plead the blood of Jesus. Right now, we plead the blood. The Bible said the blood of Jesus speaks better things. Areas we may not have addressed. Let the blood begin to address it now. Areas we may not have touched. Let the blood begin to touch it. Areas we may not have prayed about. The blood begin to answer. The blood begin to answer. Blood of Jesus begin to answer on our behalf. Answer on behalf of the bread of life. Answer on behalf of my family. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. Lift up your voice and give God praise. Lord, we give you praise and glory. They that give it thanks in the Holy Ghost, give it thanks very well. We give you praise, Father, because we are rescued. Thank you for divine intervention. Thank you for deliverance. In Jesus' Mighty name, we are praying. It is done in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. We really thank God for the way he's ministered to us. One last uh, prayer item before I invite Pastor Nikin. Brother Amos. Brother Amos is hospitalized. And I want each one of us to place ourselves in the gap on his behalf. I want us to call upon God to intervene in his own mighty way. 
There are some things that human beings can do. There are some things that we cannot do. Only God can intervene. And this is one thing that we want God to step in. I want you to go before God and speak something on behalf of Amos and his family. Tell God to intervene in his life to restore the him to full faculties. Let the divine power of God flow from the hair of his head to the sole of his feet. The warmth of the Holy Ghost to begin to touch every part of his body, restoring every cell, restoring every organ to full function in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your holy name. Father, we exalt you. How wonderful our God you are. How great you are. How mighty you are. You do exceedingly, abundantly above that which we pray for, that which we ask for. Oh, Prince of Peace, the great physician, the mighty God, the one that created everything. You spoke your word, and it came into what we see. Speak this evening. We speak into the life of Amos. Healing is your portion, our brother. Healing is your portion this very evening. Father, we thank you. Let it be a surprise to the doctors. Let it be a surprise to those that are attending to him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The power of God shall flow upon his life, restoring him in the name of Jesus. And to the family back at home, you shall minister peace. You shall minister deliverance. You shall minister peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I want to invite pastor just to sum up everything. We are going to pray Isaiah 41. Somebody, since we started tonight, has been crowned to God, Lord, I need your help. I don't know in that area where you are calling on God. I need your help. I need your help. And God said, I should tell you, it will arise for your help. Say, fear thou not. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I want to say in one word, Lord, arise for my help. I begin to tell you, what is that area of your life you need is help? Many of us, if you are given opportunity, you go to your boss, say, God, I need your help for promotion. If you are given opportunity to go to the sultan of this land, say, sultan, I need help for visa for my brother. My brother needs to come for, to this country to work. 
I need help for change of my contract. Lord, arise for my help. Is it your son, your daughter that needs help in his education? Is it in your house you need help? Many of us are trusting God for relocation. Lord, I need your help to speak to nations on my behalf, to speak to immigration officers on my behalf. I need your help to speak to recruiting agents on my behalf. I need your help to speak to everyone you have ordained to be my helper. Jesus, I need your help. Lord, arise for my help. Send help unto me. You say I should fear not that you will help me. Lord, harass for my help. Somebody need help in the office. Help to be able to solve that heart problem. You don't know how to solve that issue. You have been given the project, but you don't know where to start from. Lord, I need help to be able to solve this problem. Help to be able to deliver this project. Help to be able to deliver this project in an exceptional way. Somebody need help. You need help for your marriage to be what God ordained it to be. Say, Lord, I need help for you to intervene in my marriage. My marriage must not crash. My marriage, my home must be heaven on heart. Are you that one? Are you praying that prayer? Lord, I need your help. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's pray that, Lord, tomorrow or this morning, as we gather in your presence, let your presence be mighty in our midst. Are you praying that prayer? That, Lord, we need your presence. All we need is your presence. If you are in that meeting, everything will go on perfectly well. The people of God shall be blessed. Newcomers shall come in their hundreds. This, the unsaved shall be saved. Your word will go out with power to meet needs in the life of people of God. Father, we need your presence. In our meeting later today, Lord, we need your presence. Let your presence be mighty in our midst. In the name of Jesus, as many of you are proposed to save, Lord, bring them. Meet everyone coming to church at the point of their needs. Prepare everyone that will minister. Everyone that will minister from the beginning to the end, including the children's session. We pray for anointing to function. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to pray. Thank you because one thing we are sure of is that you are a God that answers prayers. And we know you have answered our prayers. We know our coming is not in vain. Because you say when we call on you, you will answer us. We are convinced you have answered us. Lord, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you for all your children you have used tonight. I pray that, Lord, you will replenish that virtue that has gone out of your children who have ministered to us tonight in the name of Jesus. And as a church, we lift up your son, brother Amos, unto your hand. Lord, you are the one that healed the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. Lord, I pray at this hour, 
Oh, that you will bind up the wounds of your son, Brother Hamos, and let his health be fully restored back. In the name of Jesus. You send your word, it it let them and delivered them from all destruction. Lord, we pray tonight, send your word to Brother Hamos and heal him of all his diseases now in Jesus' name. We pray that, Lord, you will use the health issue of Brother Hamos to demonstrate your healing power in this land, in that hospital, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we come later today, all we need is your presence. Let your presence be mighty in our midst, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we go, let your presence go with us. When we are back, it shall be with testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace of God and fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. As we pray, the Lord will answer us. You are blessed in Jesus' name.